Hi, this is Dr. Darwin, a new dentist coach with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin, where you ask questions about dentistry, specifically about questions about getting into dentistry, how to get in, how to apply to school, how to get into residency, which residencies to, uh, to consider, especially if you're thinking about specialty programs, and then life after residency, after dental school, transitioning into the business and the practice of dentistry. Be sure if you have questions, uh, just shoot me an email right here at newdentistcoach at gmail.com, newdentistcoach at gmail.com. Also encourage you to please, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dr. Darwin Speaks, as I will be posting videos throughout the week on Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and even on Saturdays. All right, so I don't want you guys to miss those videos. Really good information that's been helping people not only in the U.S., but also internationally as well. So today we're going to continue in our series of surviving dental residency, surviving dental residency. This is a series where we talk to current dental residents and all different types of residencies, whether they be perio, endo, ortho, or surgery, pros, and also GPR and AEGD. But today we have a special guest and we salute him also for his time in the military. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Ezra Merritt, who's just finishing up his prosthodontics residency. So congratulations, Doc, and, and, and thanks for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, this is great, man. And uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I always describe myself as an Army brat. Uh, my dad did uh, 33 years or served 33 years in the Army as a removable prosthodontist. So I kind of had some some big shoes to fill there, but he did retire when I was about eight years old. So it's fairly young. He still moved around a decent amount. Um, he ended up working at Howard University College of Dentistry as a um, as faculty there for about six years. So I actually grew up in, in this area, which I'm in DC right now. So in the Maryland area and then moved to Pensacola, Florida for high school. And that's where my mom's family is from. Uh, so I, I actually do claim Pensacola, Florida as home. You know, that's where I spent a lot of my summers and um, a lot of my formative years. So um, Florida boy, uh, but moved around a decent amount. Went to University of Florida for undergrad, and that was, was there during a pretty good time. For, there for the first basketball championship, and then uh, had to watch the second one on, on TV and football championship and all that good stuff. So that, that was a pretty good time. Uh, following undergrad, I actually did a, uh, a master's of public health degree. Um, so I did kind of a post-bac, spent a couple of years back at home at West Florida, University of West Florida, and then went into dental school at Howard University College of Dentistry. So I was there from 08 to 2012. And I was actually um, there on a Navy scholarship. So I did the four-year HPSP um, scholarship program, which was, uh, couldn't be beat. I mean, and I was, I actually applied during a great time because I think the next year they had a wait list of, I don't know how many. So I uh, just kind of <laughs> got in at, at just the right time. And it was an amazing opportunity, um, especially living in the DC area to have a, a scholarship and, and that stipend. Um, following that, I actually did a GPR uh, residency at Portsmouth Naval Hospital. Um, so that was uh, a great time to just, again, you have that foundation from dental school um, to be able to kind of apply that knowledge and to build on that um, following my, my time at, at Howard, which, you know, which is very solid didactically. Um, but again, getting more hands-on experience, I thought was, was amazing. I actually had uh, the opportunity to be mentored by two 
uh, maxillofacial trained prosthodontist there. So I think that was a kind of a big stepping stone in my direction towards um, towards prosthodontics. Um, and following that, I did two years down in Gulfport, Mississippi, um, which was considered, you know, what we call an operational tour. So I actually got to deploy. Um, I was the dental uh, the battalion, uh, the dent dentist for a battalion of about 500, 550 folks. Um, so that was, you know, again, you're it. So you have to put all that knowledge to, um, you know, to the ground and, and actually provide that. And, you know, you do have some support from specialists. So if you do have something that's a little bit advanced, um, a lot of times you can refer to maybe a, an Air Force base or um, another Navy dentist. Um, and then uh, from there, you know, so I applied during my time in Gulfport and um, was accepted into the prosthodontic program. And so I'm here in uh, Bethesda, Maryland, and just actually just graduated. So it's three years flew by. So I've been in now a total of six years in the Navy and looking to, to stay in and, and make it a career because it has been a very rewarding experience thus far. And um, again, I just like the, the, the fact that I'm always going to be, you know, supported. Um, not stress level is, is manageable, you know, when compared to, uh, as far as right now, when compared to some of the stresses of, again, running a business and things like that. But, uh, so right now it's just, I'm focused on becoming a better practitioner, becoming a better prosthodontist. And, um, you know, it's just been a, a fun journey so far. So. Wow. That's an amazing story, man. So I was going to ask you about, you know, what, why, uh, why did you choose Pros? But it sounds like you had some foundations uh, based on your dad and and also some some mentors you had at at Howard, correct? Correct. Yeah. So my dad, I mean, even when I was young, and I, I don't think he was necessarily trying to push me. He's never been uh, <laughs> tried to sway me. Maybe I don't know, but he did show me some slides at, at a young age. You know, um, I mean, literally the, the old school slides of some of the maxillofacial uh, cases that he got to work and just seeing the excitement on his face about, you know, in the lives he changed. Um, I think that did kind of plant a seed there. And also, you know, at a young, younger age, just being in the lab, not really being interested in dentistry at that age, but just being around in that atmosphere, um, being in that patient care atmosphere. Um, I think it did kind of, kind of, kind of push me in that direction. So. Right. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, I know it's been three years since you kind of went through this process, but can you briefly describe, uh, you know, your application process? I know it's a little bit different in the military. I also was in the military and actually uh, we have some similarities. Uh, when I was in the air force, you know, they always kind of push you and want you to stay in. They want you to specialize not only for uh, helping with the mission, but also uh, helping with your rank. You know, that's one of the things that they encourage, but, but the one specialty that I, thought about was pros because I wanted to be able to uh, treat a quagmire of different types of cases, uh, the more complex, uh, both restorative and also for you know implants and, 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 and dentures. So we kind of share that. But tell us what you remember about the application process um, as far as your the programs that you applied to, uh, anything you remember about your interviews? Because I know at, at, some, at some military dental corps you can apply to outside or non-military pros programs at least you could you know several years ago i don't know if it's changed so kind of ex explain that that process sure um in a lot of ways that you know there are similarities you still have to you know get your letters of recommendation uh typically it'll be from 
your program director if you did like an AGD or GPR, as well as uh, some you know mentors at whatever clinic maybe you were at, or if you're coming straight out of dental school, then obviously from professors and uh, maybe your dean. Um, in the military as well, if you you know for me I had served three years at that time, so you're submitting um, you know evals or what we call fitness reports. Um, you know you still have a, a statement of motivation and your transcripts from, from dental school and maybe your board scores, and, or, you know, uh, I guess now a lot of it's pass fail, but, um, you know, so that from, from that perspective, it's still very similar. You're still gonna do an interview for us. It will be with the program that you're interested in, um, the faculty that's there, and, um, and then they'll kind of submit this package with their, you know, their recommendation to a board. And so that board will kind of look through all the packages and decide who gets what slots. Um, as far as, so that's what we call, um, you know, in-service training. So I, I applied directly for the Navy program at, um, at Walter Reed. So the postgraduate dental school there. Um, every year it changes and it really depends on the Navy's need um, for an in specific fields. Because sometimes we're what we call undermanned, sometimes we're overmanned. And so they may open up slots for out-service training. And so at that point, you know, you still have to apply through what we call the doings process, which is duty under instruction. And so that's the in-service um, or the military process. But um, if they open up a slot or two, then you can apply, you would also apply for that specific program. So if that makes sense, you still have to get accepted um, through the military to be able to apply. Because again, you know, you've signed on the dotted line, you know, you're, you're in the Navy and you still have to get permission, you know, to go out service. So again, it's based on the need. Right, right. So you pretty much did an in in service program, meaning you were did the the Navy uh, prosthodontic program at Walter Reed. Uh, Correct. And at the time, so there was four four slots, and so I was um, lucky enough to be one of the four um, to start. Yeah. So um, again, every year it can change as far as the applicants, the number of applicants, um, and how com competitive it is. I know for us, from what I recall, I know Indo obviously is, is probably one of the, uh, the the most competitive within the Navy. Um, yeah. And or and then there's some out service like we don't have a, a Navy orthodontic program or pediatric dental program, so those are all always out of service. And sometimes they only allow one person, you know, a year to go to go to those um, to get selected. So it can be it can be a, a long road. I mean, a lot of people, if you know that's what you want. You know, they're applying a couple times and, you know, they need to see that you that's something you really want. And, you know, the second or third uh, time they'll get it. So, right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little different. You know, it's limited slots compared to obviously applying to programs all over the U.S. Um, but the education is, is second to none. And one of the advantages, obviously, you're in the military. So you're still getting your full salary, you know, while you're going to residency. So that's one of the, the biggest benefits, you know. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. You're getting getting literally getting paid to learn absolutely yeah absolutely and so and you're also still advancing your in your career right so. advancing your career and you and you're actually getting ready to set yourself up for more pay because as a specialist there's a and a different a different level of, of pay grade so to speak at least how it's set up in the military so that's that's good. absolutely that's yeah. a big bump too Pretty big, big bump, yes <laughs> Um, had a question here from uh, Facebook Live that one of the people, uh, one of the docs said that she had considered, you know, joining the military 
but she was concerned about, you know, where to be stationed and how she had, you know, if she had any control with that. Can you tell us a little bit about now that you finished residency, mm-hmm. uh, you know, h- how, how it comes up as to where you're going to be going next and how you, how that decision is made and, and how can you can be influential in that decision process uh, if, if you can or not. Sure, sure. Um, no, it's very interesting. I think a lot of my, my colleagues, even in dental school, who considered the military, you know, that was probably one of their biggest um, questions or concerns. Um, you know, of course, at the end of the day, it's always needs of the Navy, right? So, or needs of, you know, whatever branch or service that you're in. So, unfortunately, um, you have some say, right? So, you can, you can say, I have a preference to live on the East Coast or West Coast, or, you know, I'm open to going overseas. Um, a lot of times they do take into consideration, again, I'm, I'm single, you know, no kids. So for me, when I sit down with um, who we call our detailer, the detailers who decides where, where you're going um, for your next duty station, you know, I'm kind of an open book. I said, even out of my GPR, um, you know, I wouldn't mind going on a, a, on a ship at this point. Um, you know, the CBs sound cool, which is where I ended up going. And, um, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of open. So for me, it's, it's easy. Like you put me anywhere, as long as there's a golf course or something, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty easy and you can't complain. You know, the Navy has some amazing, uh, amazing spots. Um, but again, if you have a family, um, if you're what we call dual military, you know, married to another military spouse, or if you have some special consideration, they really do try their best uh, to accommodate you. Um, again, but at the end of the day, you know, it is the needs of the Navy and unfortunately, or the military, sometimes you don't get exactly where you want to go and you, you kind of have to be open. And so my advice typically is, you know, try to paint a kind of a broad swath of, of where you'd be open to going. If it's just like, I prefer the West Coast, typically they can accommodate that I prefer the East Coast. But sometimes it's very hard to get specific, like I have to go to Chicago, you know, or I have to go down to Florida. So, you know, when you consider the military, you know, you have to kind of be flexible a little bit um, and be open to the adventure. And that's really what it is. You know, I'm, I'm heading to, as I told you, to Okinawa, Japan um, in a couple months. And so, you know, that was one of the things when I, when I met with uh, the detailer at this time, I said, hey, you know, I'm still in a great spot. You know, I can you pretty much send me anywhere. I prefer to go with the Marines. You know, I wanted to go with uh, just somewhere where the Marines were. I've heard they were our amazing patients. Um, I loved getting the exposure to get out of the clinic from time to time and go out in the field, you know, and, and do some fun things like field training. Um, and so I knew that would give me that opportunity. So, so that's, again, that's a broad brush. There's several um, locations that I could go as a prosthodontist with the Marine Corps. And they come back, gave me two or three options, and I was able to pick, pick an option. So, um, Again, it, there is some flexibility. They really do do their best to accommodate you. They, I, I've, I've been very impressed with um, sometimes how, how they are able to do that. Um, but you always have to just prepare mentally that sometimes you may get that duty station that you may not have, have uh, preferred at the time. But I'll tell you, if you keep an open mind and um, you just look at it as an adventure and, and you know, I've, I've loved every every spot I've been at, even when people told me, man, are you sure you want to do that? I heard the CDs or this and that. And I mean, so far I've been the best duty station. So that's good. Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I know. I know in the air force, they, we have this thing where if you volunteer for one of the, the uh, hardship, they call it, call it a hardship, mm-hmm. hardship tour. 
uh, if you volunteer for that, they in exchange will give you a, a guaranteed follow-on assignment. And uh, yep. I, that's the I, same I, for us. Mm -hmm. you, okay. So when I was in the Air Force, the, the, the hardship was Korea. Uh, Korea, okay. a, couple of, uh, a couple of other locations, and uh, volunteering for being uh, there at Korea for a year uh, guaranteed me a follow-on assignment, which I took, and I was stationed at the Pentagon the, uh, the year afterwards. So that was, uh, so that was, nice. that was great. Um, so good, so good. So you've been through your three years of price training, first, second, and now the third year, just finishing up. Tell us a little bit about that training as far as what do you think was the hardest part for you um, over those three years? Yeah, so I mean, two things really stick out to me. Um, the biggest thing is just time management. I mean, uh, and that, I can't state that strongly enough that, um, you know, it's like drinking out of a fire hose. Now, that's what I was told when I, when I first uh, applied. So just be prepared, you know, as far as just the amount of material that's kind of being thrown at you, um, you know, the literature seminars, uh, you know, a lot of presentations, you know, again, because there's a minimum requirement that each program has to meet. And so um, a lot of classroom for us, uh, our program is that first six months is very heavily um, weighted towards didactics. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're, we're in the classroom, we're kind of, um, kind of brushing up because not all of us come straight out of dental school. A lot of us have to kind of brush back up on some of those foundational, that foundational knowledge. Right. Um, so the first year I would say that was, that was probably the biggest challenge was, um, getting back in the classroom, you know, and just because you're in the classroom and, and trying to, uh, you know, the study doesn't mean that you, you're not, you know, you're getting a bolus of patients. So now you're treatment planning. You know, you have to sit down with faculty and treatment plan your, your patients. You're trying to um, get presentations together and things like that. So, again, the time management piece was was key. I think I had a pretty good handle on it. Okay. Um, but moving on to the second and third year, the, the, the other piece of it was, the of course, from prosthodontics to lab work. Um, and that was one of the things I knew that uh, coming out of dental school and being at smaller clinics that didn't really have um, a ton of lab support that was going to be one of those steep learning curves for me um you know in hindsight i wish i i would have um maybe sat down when i was in my gpr with some of our um, lab techs there because we had a bigger clinic um to really get some hands-on with maybe some fixed work you know um casting uh, metal and things like that i think that would have would have helped again you get such a great education in residency but it was a steep learning curve for me. So, um, and I kind of knew that coming into it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, some long hours for sure. Uh, biggest thing is, again, we don't, most of the residents, we don't send a lot off to the lab. I mean, it's, it's one of those, um, you need to know the process. You know, that's the whole concept behind it because you're going to be running these military um, labs yeah. um, as a specialist. So when there's a breakdown in the process, you kind of need to know, okay, where, where in this step, you know, where in the, you know, quality assurance, you know, trying to make sure that we're giving the best product to our patients. Right. Um, but also from a time perspective, because when you're sending off to the lab, a lot of times you're having to wait, you know, a month or more. Right. So you end up doing it all yourself. I think that's why you guys should also get that certified dental technician, uh, uh, <laughs> qualification or certification also because you're right it's a lot of lab work and 
for many programs, you are the certified dental tech. So uh, right. <laughs> that would be nice to have that, you know, designation as, as well. So time management, lab work were some of the hardest things that, uh, that you had to kind of endure during your residency. And you mentioned this too. You said uh, as far as things that you would do differently, one of the things maybe trying to get a little bit more exposure to doing some more hands-on lab work, doing your GPR residency. Anything else that you would do differently, knowing what you know now? Um, you know, it, it, for, for folks that are applying, I think, again, I had the benefit of having two um, very highly trained prosthodontists that I could uh, shadow or be mentored by. Um, during my program, I actually had the opportunity. One one of the prosthodontists actually had a had an injury, and so you know, if I had a cancellation or an opening in my schedule, he would still you know come to work, and I was able to deliver some cases for him, and literally have him looking over my shoulder as I'm as I'm working and helping him out. So just taking advantage of some of those bigger cases, um, you know, asking those questions, showing your interest. Um, because again, I was exposed to just because I was open to it and, and willing to help. Um, I was exposed to a bit more, which again helped solidify, um, you know, my decision to go into pros. Um, I, I don't know because I was trying to think, you know, if if I would have done maybe tried to brush up on any uh, like read articles and things ahead of time. Um, I think I don't think that would have benefited me as much as again getting more hands-on experience with the, the lab work. Um, and I, I say that because. We have a couple residents now who are prior lab techs, you know, um, so prior enlisted military and, and they were lab techs. And I tell you, they, you know, had such an advantage. I feel like they learned, don't, don't get me wrong, it's not like they learned, they knew everything coming in, but they had that solid foundation, uh, you know, to be able to just think strategically about being, you know, efficient in the lab. And they just had a, a better um, baseline knowledge, I think, that helped them out a lot. So That's awesome. Awesome. So how, how can people contact you if they have questions or if they are interested in either the Navy, military dentistry, or more specifically uh, about the PROS residency? What's the best way for people to contact you? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, probably the best thing is to contact me on my personal email, which is emerick, E-M-E-R-R-I-T-T-06 at gmail.com. And, you know, I appreciate any questions and like I said, anything about military, about my, my residency experience, I'm definitely uh, happy to, to answer any questions. I think I know what that 06 stands for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, got it. My uncle's one of your, your fraternity brothers, so. All um, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great, man. Hey, Doc, thanks so much. I appreciate your time. I know you've been busy. These last uh, this last month with graduating, handling family issues, and 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 mm -hmm. getting ready to the PCS. When are you, when's your PCS date? I leave it towards the end of August, so okay. I, my movers come very the last week in August. So nice. Well, you're August gonna away. enjoy you're gonna enjoy living over in uh in, in Japan. Like I said, I was stationed in Korea, didn't get a chance to get to Japan, but uh, where you're gonna be at, uh, it's it's great, man. It's like New York. Uh, it's like actually it's like dc times 10 as far as um okinawa and and tokyo and those, those areas over there man that's going to be great absolutely i'm excited can't wait that's great man well again thanks so much um for your for your time today and if you guys out there if you can't wait to hear an answer back or if you have a question and you're waiting to get the answer hey 
be sure to contact me here at newdentistcoach at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you're interested in coaching one-on-one -on -one and becoming one of my mentees, uh, we also provide that service for you all. Uh, again, just send me an email at this email address, newdentistcoach at gmail.com. In the subject line, put in coach me, all right? Hey, Dr. Merritt, Officer Merritt, uh, what, what's your rank now? <laughs> your uh, major? Lieutenant, Lieutenant Commander, yeah. So same, same equivalent, but Lieutenant Commander. Lieutenant Commander. Hey, Lieutenant Commander Dr. Merritt. Love it. Hey, man, thanks so much. We're going to be following your progress as you transition uh, into out of residency and now into um, the life and the, and the continuation <laughs> of, your, of your military career, but now as a, as a, as a uh, prosthodontist. Thanks so much, man, and, and uh, safe travels to Japan. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.